0: You'll learn. <laughs> Five minutes we do what we call Kirtan. Okay, here we go. Now, it's, it's the, basically the song, there's different parts. We're offering respects to Prabhupada, our spiritual master, and Krishna's avatar, Lord Caitanya, and then we're chanting, Hare Krishna." Which is that one. Hmm? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's the last, the last part. So you can
1: follow that. <laughs> Good. Namah. Give it up. <laughs>
0: Books? Yeah.
2: yeah, I, to remember remember. I remember. Oh. We need to need actually more of those.
0: I've kind been of the book, yeah. I think Miley took the last one in the boutique. Oh, in the boutique. Oh. The boutique okay. You're welcome to, the, I'm welcome to share. You share my Oh, yeah, if you want. You no, Do you want me to sit up? No, i sit down. Okay. So, welcome, Joanne. Uh, thank you. We have a new number. Joanne told me that uh, left. who was it was it baba ramdas told you to study the bhagavad gita or who told you i forget
3: no i've just been curious yeah oh, yeah. yeah i've been listening to ramdas for a long Randas, time ramdas yeah.
0: yeah okay exactly, yeah.
3: and yeah. i've tried to study it on my own but i i don't think i understand it that well
0: now <laughs> well that sounds like you're a good candidate to study cuz that's what it says right in the gita it says you need a guide <laughs> right to study so Tom Ram was Richard Helper. Yes. Yes. Did you know him?
3: No, I didn't know him, but I've been listening to him since the 70s and following him. And and Neem Kurali Baba
1: Mm -hmm. has become my guru as well.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: All
1: right. Well, they have
4: led you
0: to the right point. So, let's see. We're... um yeah, we already looked at the first chapter, which kind of sets the scene historically for what's going on, because the Gita was spoken just before a great battle. So, uh, that's what the first chapter did. And also, it gave Arjuna's reasons for not wanting to fight. He's looking at his friends and relatives, and he's saying, how can we do this? Even if we win, we're going to suffer, because they're gonna all going to be dead. So, at the beginning of the second chapter, which is where we are now, Arjuna said, look, Krishna, I surrender, I want, I want you to be my guru. So now, you're coming in, Joanne, right when Krishna is going to speak the first words to Arjuna, not as his friend, but as his guru now. So they're very uh, weighty words. <laughs> guru means heavy, heavy with knowledge. So I think that's, we. the assignment was uh, chapter 2, text 11 through 30, Why don't we just say the English together? As soon as I say the number, and then we will start. So uh, it's chapter two, text eleven. I think we all have the same editions. At least, oh no, you have the paperback. (laughs) Oh, you got the hardback. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, is it on page seventy-five? Is that it? Seventy-two for me. Paperback. Seventy-five for you. Yeah, we all have paper. Oh you're in a different I have the same edition just
5: a different
0: cover. Yeah, well that's paperback, yeah. Okay, two eleven. It's the right Supreme back. Personality of Godhead God said. While seeking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief. grief.
1: Those who are wise will lament neither for the living nor, nor for the dead. i
0: am just turn the page. We're just gonna read the translations together. <coughs> Twelve. Never Never was was there a a time where I did did not exist, nor nor you, nor nor all these kings, kings, nor nor in the future shall shall any of us cease to be. These are all very famous verses. Thirteen. As the embodied soul continuously passes
6: in this body, from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death.
1: A sober so, person, a person is not uh, bewildered by such a change. change. Fourteen.
0: Oh, best among men, Arjuna, the person. Oh, am I? Did I skip one? Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, what happened? Fourteen. Wow, it's
1: not in here. Oh no. Yeah, yeah it's not here. What? Oh my.
0: Oh no, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's hiding. It's hiding. Yeah. O son of Kunti, the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress, and their disappearance in due course, are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, O sign of Arta, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. So after we do, up through text 30, then we're going to go back and take a closer look at each verse using the Steady note. okay? 15.
1: O, o best, best among, among men, Arjuna,
0: Arjuna the, the, per- person the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress, and is steady and in both, is certainly eligible for liberation. 16. Those, Those who are, are seekers of, of the truth have concluded that, concluded that, that of the non-existent in the material body, there, there is, is no endurance, endurance and of the eternal, the soul, there is no change. This, this they have concluded, concluded by, by studying, studying the nature, nature of, of God. God. Seventeen. That which pervades the entire body, you should know to be indestructible. No, no one, one is, able is able to destroy that
6: imperishable
0: soul. a Question. I can ask. Somebody. Well, I said, I mean, "Wait a minute, I can ask." Uh, we're going to talk. Later, but okay. I mean, it's just something It's
6: When we go through the verses
0: like this, right? And we're just going to go through the verses. Yeah, and, that's then we're gonna, and then when we stop on each one, we're going to... It's a good question, all of it. Okay, just remember it. Sometimes I use my phone to take notes, because I forget. Yeah, I'm using my phone. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. The material, the material body of the, of the indestructible, 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 immeasurable and, and, and eternal, eternal living, living entity, entity is, is sure to come, come to, to an, an end... end. end. Therefore, Therefore, fight, fight O descendant, descendant of Parta. 19.
6: Neither he
0: who thinks the living entity is a slayer,
6: nor he who thinks is
0: slain,
1: is a knowledge. For the self slays not, nor is slain.
0: 20. For the soul there is neither
1: birth nor death at
0: any time.
1: He has not come
0: into being,
6: does not come into being, and, and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, eternal ever existing, ever and primeval.
0: He is not slain, when the body, body is slain. 21. O Parta, how Some can a person, person knows that the soul is indestructible, indestructible, eternal, unborn, and immutable kill anyone or, or cause anyone, anyone to kill? 22. As a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones, the soul similarly accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. 23.
1: The
6: soul can never be cut to pieces by any weapon,
2: nor burned by fire, nor moistened by water,
6: nor withered by the wind. 24. This individual soul
1: is unbreakable
0: and insoluble and can be neither burned nor dried. It is everlasting, present everywhere, unchangeable, immovable, and eternally the same. 25. It is said that the soul is invisible, inconceivable, and immutable. Knowing this, you should not grieve for the body. 26.
2: If however, if, however, you think that, that the
6: soul,
0: or the, or the symptoms, symptoms of life, will always be born, born and, and die forever, and forever, you still have no, no reason to lament, Almighty Armed. 27. One who, one who has, has taken his, his birth is sure to die, and, and after death, one is sure to take birth again. again. Therefore, Therefore, in the, the unavoidable discharge of your duty, you, you should not lament. lament. 28. All created beings are unmanifest in the beginning, manifest in their interim state, and unmanifest again when annihilated. So, what need is there for lamentation? 29. Some look on the soul as amazing, some describe him as amazing, and some hear of him as amazing, while others, even after hearing about him, cannot understand him at all. Finally, thirty. Oh descendant of Bharata, he who he dwells in the body can never be slain. Therefore, we need not grieve for any living being. Krishna is crystal clear. The body can never be saved, and the soul can never be killed. <laughs> He's saying it over and over again from different angles of vision. So we're not now going back to text eleven. So we want to. Your study guide with Jerry mm-hmm. <coughs> Let's see. Uh, Master. Mm-hmm. My book is <laughs> on page Monday, <28th>, it's 211. Are <laughs>
2: we switching books,
0: yes? Yeah, we're going to go to the study guide take a hold up our microscope to each verse. Master, or do
6: you? Master, go this way. Or do you go You Yeah, you
0: want, we're going to take turns reading uh, the verse again, and then what this is, this is a study guide made by one of our best educators, and he's taken Prabhupada's purports, uh, explanations for each verse, and combined them with the uh, commentaries of previous great masters in our line, and um, it's really good. It shows you a lot of connections uh, between the sections of the Gita and the between the chapters and between sections within the chapters and even between verses, so you get a real good uh, overview. Okay.
6: The supreme personality of God had said, "While speaking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief. Those who are wise <laughs> those who are wise lament neither for the living nor for the dead. Having now accepted Arjunas' surrender, Krishna immediately chastises his student. He tells Arjuna that although he spoke with the authority of a wise man, he is lamenting about something for which no wise man would lament. In essence, he is calling Arjuna a fool. Although Arjuna's words are true according to Dharma and rajanuti statesmanship, they do not take into consideration the true, basic standard of knowledge, the difference between the body and the soul. This verse serves as a prelude to text 12 which further establish spiritual truth by refuting the bodily conception of
0: life. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the first chapter of the Gita, Arjuna is doing most of the talking mm-hmm. uh, after the scene is set of where they are and who's who and what's happening. It's basically a contest between good and evil. All the bad guys are on one side, more or less. And the good guys had another. So, uh, just before the battle, Krishna is asked by. Krishna is agreeing to be the chariot driver of Arjuna on the cover. It's hard to see on this one, but yeah, on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Arjuna says, Could you please, Krishna, could you please put my chariot in between the armies so I can see who. And he knows very well who's there. But he's stalling because he's starting to get cold feet. He's starting to think, I, I, I don't want to do this. This is going to be horrendous. Like there's six, it says in the Mahabharata, there's 640 million people on this battlefield. I mean, it's like half the population of present-day India, you know, 5,000 years ago. So, uh, so Krishna slightly smiled. Hmm, I wonder what Arjuna is up to, you know. And, it, it all, and, so when, and Krishna drove the chariot right in front of Arjuna's uh, two biggest uh, friends on the other side, Bhishma and Drona. One was a martial arts guru, one was a, a guardian for the, the Arjuna and his brothers. So, so after Arjuna saw them, he spent the rest of the chapter giving very good reasons of why he shouldn't fight. Good from the material point of view it's sinful uh, the ladies uh, everybody here is the, the women are in homes so the ladies if, if everybody's dead then they're going to be unprotected and then unscrupulous men are going to exploit them and there's going to be a bad population coming in because of that combination and then all the different social welfare activities uh, will won't be done anymore like planting trees and digging wells and all these, all these very nice kind of reasons. But the thing was that Arjuna, he forgot that real knowledge, his, his, his arguments were good, but they were all based on a misconception. His, his original, his basic calculation was that um, we are these bodies and life is meant to enjoy this world only so the first thing Arjuna Krishna says when he starts teaching him you're speaking learned words here you sound good but it's all based on uh, the body therefore you're just lamenting for what is not worthy of grief Um, so yeah Arjuna's level of argument was on the level of Dharma and Rajniti this is different uh, levels of duties in the Vedic literature from India and he was. He was speaking the truth on those levels. But Krishna is immediately raising the conversation to a bhakti level, where he's giving Arjuna the vision, his vision, Krishna's vision, of really what's going on here in terms of the great, grand scheme of things. And you'll see, as the whole thing unfolds, that uh, the fight is actually a cleansing. It's, it's getting rid of the satanic and demonic elements on the earth who are all Kind of lined up on one side. Krishna just arranged it so the bad guys, the good guys, <laughs> and it's going to be a big bloodbath, but it's going to be actually good for the earth in the long run. So um, that's sort of setting the scene there. Because it's like yeah. it's
6: like at the convergence of the next yuga anyway. So
0: yeah, this was spoken right on the uh, eve of the present age. I don't know if you're familiar with when you studied, you studied under Neem Karoli bumbo a little?
3: Mm, no, I've just read all, most of his books and okay. about him. And
0: Have you come in contact with uh, the Vedic concept of time? Y- yeah. The I, yugas, the cycles? Yeah,
2: I, I was trained in yoga too. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, maybe you've heard the phrase Kali
2: Yuga? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're there. Very into. I think we're in the Kali Yuga. We're in it. We're
3: in it. Deep. I think we're deep in the Kali Yuga these days.
0: That's
6: Five thousand years deep. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's 432,000 year Yuga, but uh, as soon as Krista left the planet, which wasn't long after uh, the battle, because mm-hmm. the good guys won, and then and then they uh, they were installed on the throne, and they they ruled. Actually, it wasn't long. They only ruled. 36 years or something. But it was on the eve of... So Krishna, when Krishna left, then the Kali Yuga came in full force. And the Kali Yuga is the most difficult season of time. It's where there's so much evil and ignorance. and it, it, Literally, Kali, not Kali, the goddess Kali, but Kali means quarrel and hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> what do we see? You just turn on the news. Quarrel and hypocrisy. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah we're 5,000 years into Kali Yuga the good news is that just 500 years ago Krishna came as Lord Chaitanya to inaugurate a a golden age within Kali when, when whenever Krishna comes as he is in his original form to earth then he follows that he does a follow-up incarnation he comes as what's called the golden avatar Lord Chaitanya and he introduces a golden age within Kali that goes for 10,000 years. It's like an eddy against the current of passion and ignorance. And so that just started 500 years ago. So in terms of cosmic time, we're just getting into that. And uh, he introduces the most uh, efficient and sublime process of self-realization, which is vibrating sacred sound and dancing. So there they are. (laughs) This is in... uh, Well, today it would be called West Bengal. Uh, You ever been to India?
1: Twice. Okay, where'd you go? Um, Rishikesh the first time, and then I did a tour of Rajasthan.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So you haven't been to Bengal, but uh, if you go to Bengal, which is, um, you know, Calcutta is the capital there, but about 90 miles north of Calcutta, right on the Ganges, there is a place called Navadweep which is a whole area, and Lord Chandra appeared there. And we're building our international headquarters there. We've got this amazing temple rising, and and thousands of people are living there already. That's going to be quite a a presentation. So, yeah, that's the good news. We're in the, uh, you know, like the pop songs, talk about the age of Aquarius, and uh, this is... Yeah, this is it. That's just a reflection, really, of oh, Lord Chaitanya's awesome. age. <laughs> okay, so that's eleven. Uh, you want to read twelve?
2: You know, I did not bring my glasses, so I'm having oh. a hard time. So I'm okay. going to pass. on <laughs> 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 <Lungamabaji>. <laughs> Okay,
0: Navangi, you want to read twelve? The verse in the comments. Any co- questions about that? This is really different now. It's not uh, not. Fun and games anymore. <laughs> it's Krishna laying down the law. Yes. He
6: says not to grieve just because the soul goes back to an unmanifest stage, that we shouldn't grieve for like the body and things. But it's the body and the individuality, like the person as the personality that we know rather than the soul
0: that we don't really get you, to see. It's, it's continued here because, as John says here, uh, this verse serves as a prelude to text 12, which will further establish spiritual truth by refuting the bodily concept of life. We'll get into all the aspects of what it Yeah, means. but not to
6: refute it in favor of the bodily concept, is that's what people are attached to, that's what they grow affection towards, not the souls, like we hardly see that. So we yeah, to know we're about
0: supposed the soul. To, we have to act in knowledge. So <laughs> there's a nat- you'll see, there's a natural grieving process when, we, when, we, when people leave. But it shouldn't overwhelm us, so I'm not one.
5: Never was a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. Krishna is saying, in the past I was Krishna, in the present I am Krishna, and in the future I will be Krishna. In the past you existed, in the present you existed, and in the future you will exist. All those kings who assembled here to fight were all individuals in the past, are individuals in the present, and will continue to be individuals in the future. In other words, we are eternally spiritual individuals. In this verse, Krishna immediately defeats the Mayavadi concept of oneness, of the Supreme and the living entities by identifying himself as an individual, the personality of God. And okay,
0: him. pause for a minute. I just want to, this word, Mayavad. You'll hear it a lot. Did you ever hear it before?
2: Okay. I'm not aware.
0: Okay. So, it, Mayavad basically refers to uh, your transcendentalists who have an impersonal view of the ultimate source of everything. So, uh, Prabhupada, our Prabhupada has come to dispel that misconception, <laughs> basically. So, his pranam mantra, which we sang earlier, is is Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschat Yadeshatani that Prabhupada has come uh, to the west and all back around the world he traveled the world 14 times in 12 years he's come to dispel uh, misunderstandings that everything ultimately comes from nothing and ultimately everything comes from something but that something is impersonal so when you see the word Mayavad it's, it's synonymous uh, with impersonalism so so it says the comment says in this verse Krishna immediately defeats the Mayavad concept of the oneness of the Supreme etc and we'll hear how that's defeated so the you want to continue also? Uh, yes. okay, yeah. he also
5: okay he also identifies Krishna and all these symbol kings as eternal individuals they're Arjuna Identifies Arjuna. Oh, uh, okay, He also identifies Arjuna and yeah. all these single kings as eternal individuals. He does not say that in the future Arjuna and the kings will become one with him, nor does he say that he was formless in the past. And that he has assumed a form now, and in the future he will again become formless. Rather he states his point very clearly. I was Krishna, I am Krishna, and I will always be Krishna. Similarly, Krishna asserts Arjuna's eternal individuality. It is not that Arjuna or the assembled kings were merged into Krishna in the, in the past and have now assumed bodily forms because of evolution and in the future will again be merged into Krishna. As Shri Prabhupada mentions, Mayavadis may argue that the plural, the plurality,
0: plurality.
5: plurality. plurality mentioned in this verse is conventional, and it refers to the body. But previous to this verse, such bodily conception is already condemned. After condemning the bodily conception of the living entities, how was it possible for Krishna to place a conventional preposition on the body again? On the contrary, Krishna stresses spiritually the body. This basic understanding of the difference between
0: an individual soul and his temporary body is further stressed in the next verse. Yeah, so Amaya Bhagavad Gita, and he'll say, Yeah, that's, uh, it's all about uh, the body. Never was there a time. But just in text 11, Krishna has said, Your, your mourning food is not worthy of grief, the body. So if Chris is referring to the spirit. That's what's eternal. Yeah. So uh, the Māyāvāda always twists, basically what impersonalists do, they take the texts and they, they juggle the, the Sanskrit prefixes and suffixes to make something come out impersonal. <laughs> and Prabhupāda calls that word jugglery, but uh, it's not actually true. Yes?
2: So, this is, so this is, this, these verses are establishing that the soul is always an individual, it's not a manifestation of an impersonal energy that is like a pop-up. The soul has always been an individual, mm-hmm. and will always be an individual in relativity to God. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, our individuality right now is expressed through these bodies, and that's okay. But it's not that 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 soul is dependent on the body to have an individuality or a personality. Rather than, rather, our soul or or me, my. Um, Personality, individuality is uh, is being expressed through this body but in a very limited way in a very conditioned way. So, yes. Is it bona fide for anyone to say that I was
6: any specific thing in a past life rather than the, any f- number of forms that w- the super soul would have passed through or the individual soul? Individual I mean, soul. Yeah.
0: You mean, well, if, some people like do like have... Like, I'm Cleopatra be- in my le- last yeah, life, Yeah, that's so. what if you read um, Shirley MacLaine... <laughs>
3: the Tibetans have tulkus who go and find their previous lives. Their yeah, place. you can find Brigu
0: astrologers, I mean, but Prabhupada says, it's just like, um, why would you want to find out, you know, what you were in your last nightmare? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like, that's what these lives are like. Yeah, but They're just like dreams, you know, but because we're so infatuated with the idea... You know, like I was like if you read Dancing in the Light by Shirley MacLaine, I was a queen or I was this or that. But what about your body as a birth as a cockroach? You don't talk about that because it's not sexy. It's not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh,
6: what separates like like if you go from unmanifest to manifest back to unmanifest, then how can we identify within our own individual form with something somewhere else, some place in time? like to say this was my past life or this is my future. If I don't remember,
0: what's, what good is it, you mean?
6: No, it's not that what can I remember. What is the thing that makes you the next progression as a, to say this what is my past I life? Because well, the way I understand it is like, you know, time is in no consideration. be like My past life is uh, far off in the distant future. Or, or you have to like.
3: sort out the spiritual from the material. as yeah. somewhere in our vast literature says... We don't lose any spiritual ground, that's not wasted, but all the material things that we've gathered together, they're inconsequential. So we may have some scars, correct, that we remember things, like you know, some sense of deja vu or something that reminds us of something, but it's not really consequential. What is consequential is our spiritual platform that we've attained in this life and, and we will start again at that point.
6: Did that speak to what you were saying or not? Kind of. I mean, it's... I don't understand how you can identify as the next spiritual progression in, uh, like... Like, I get how, like, the soul might evolve into, uh, like, evolving towards Krishna in a way. Like, you didn't get completely there in this last life, so mm-hmm. you get this pious credit or devolve in the other direction. Mm-hmm. But it's, like... It... That would like imply like a hierarchy of souls and mind. Was this, not this guy of over souls.
0: G- this guy over here?
6: No, not okay. hierarchies.
0: hierarchy. Hierarchy of, of modes of nature. That's all. A higher mode of nature will get you a demigod body. A lower mode will get you a bug or a beast.
1: <laughs> Depending on the,
0: this, this is explained in the Gita. According to the quality of our consciousness at the time of leaving, that carries us to another body, another womb. So if we do um, get to the
6: Shuddhasattva mode and it's like completely pure goodness and we go back to Krishna and this is our last lifetime, couldn't we say that every life was our past life? As in like the thread through many pearls. Yeah, I mean... It's not like there's any separation in like... No, it's into like eternal. Yeah.
0: But it, it contacts different modes of nature or, like you say, Shuddhasattva. Now there are impersonalists... If they're not envious of the personality of Godhead, but they're just attached to, to Krishna's aura, his jyoti, his clear light, they can merge. That's pure, but ultimately, the Bhagavatam says they don't stay there because it's kind of boring. It's like going to sleep. You know, sleep might be a relief from the dualities of the material world, <laughs> but ultimately, how long can you sleep, right? Yeah. So they always come down. So you, we don't lose any. We're always conscious, word. We're, we're always individuals, but that individuality can be suspended in the Jodi, or it can be, uh, you know, promoted to some heavenly fantasy, or degraded to some hellish fantasy. I just
6: mean to say, it's like, uh, yeah, I agree, but. that um, like if we do we can attain Krishna in this lifetime and then we could say literally that like every living entity was our past life other than maybe like the liberated souls because they have the same destination as we do rather than just like most most lives like I'm the progression of this strain of souls and there's another strain of souls progressing towards Krishna strain of souls, what do you mean by that? as in like like uh, I was talking with uh, Kirtan about like whether reincarnation is like I can identify with a, this progression of souls, eventually to Krishna, but if you get to Krishna then every soul would be uh, your progression into your Krishna consciousness as the self here. And you leave the material conception, you look back at the universe like
0: every form was my form. In a well person. it says in the Shastras that we've actually been through all the species, if yeah. that's what you mean. Yeah. The bodies—that's that's material, but souls are souls. We're all part of Krishna's Tatastha Shakti. Tatastha literally means we're marginal beings. We have the capacity to either be attracted to Maya. It's that thing that's hanging from the TV. It's oh, driving thank you. Me crazy. No, not driving me crazy. It just making me a little itchy. <laughs> Distracted. <laughs> thank you um so yeah we can we can either look toward uh, serving krishna that's the internal potency of krishna or look toward trying to exploit enjoy the material potency that's like it's compared to the the wet sand on the beach sometimes it's covered by the tide and sometimes the tide goes out so we're in that marginal we're the we the tatasta shakti of krishna that never changes but uh our careers certainly change <laughs> Yes.
2: So, I've been talking about Elijah, probably, <clears throat> this for a while. You need some water. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, the, the big misunderstanding I've had in discussing this with him is that, there's, you know, the way I see it from understanding the Gita, reading the Gita for as many years as I have, is that we have a soul, and that soul is passing from one body to another body. No, we are the soul. We are a soul, yeah. Right. right. We are a soul. <laughs> We're passing from one body to another body to another body. Yeah the soul is the same in each body the same soul is going through each body it's not that when you when the body dies and there's another soul in the next body and you can call that a past life it's that the soul has moved from one body Mm -hmm. into another body as a continuation so and that when we we eventually when we're attaining the spiritual state of Krishna Loka of Loka Vrindavan, we're going back home to the eternal source of creation to God Elijah Vuru is asking if Upon doing that, have we lived every possible scenario there is, or are is there a strain of lives that we've swam through amongst other species, other beings yeah. that are go- that are also struggling? So he's asking, is that are we when we're going back have we mm-hmm. lived every potentiality there is? When in my my mind I would say that no, we haven't. That each individual soul is having its own experience generated on its karma. Yeah. Whereas...
0: We have a certain karmic uh, history. Like, even momentum.
2: if, right now, I surrendered completely to Krishna, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, i got struck by a lightning bolt, and <laughs> I went, you know, that would not mean that I have, I lived every life, potentially, you know what I mean? I just lived that, you know, my karma ended out, and then I went back home. Not that I had to live every single potentiality combination permutation of existence before going back like Yeah. Michelle is going to say this. Well,
5: I
4: just, well, I mean, what is the point in trying to live every potentiality? We're just, we're as material having a material body means we're just trying to math. We're just trying to be in control. I mean, every incarnate, or every type of material body is just an attempt to control. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, an attempt to be. So what I don't understand what you mean by variety of potentialities.
0: Yeah Well, it seems pretty simple.
6: Well huh? if you notice the people like uh, that serve Maya they do take on birth and death and reincarnation and this thing they um, They eventually if you're going towards a demonic way it's like you're becoming more degraded in your senses and you have more samskars and the option to receive Krishna consciousness is still there according to free will and circumstance and things. But, among the other way, people that are progressing towards Krishna or get there within this life, they are taking their renounced form rather than uh, delving into every variety that the material universe has to offer. And, every variety that the material universe has to offer does get played out for those people in the bodily conception of life because um, everything is here, you know everything does get played out according to our uh, perceivable vision.
0: Life is but a po- poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage. What's the next line I again? <laughs> Hamlet. Are
5: <Yeah. laughs> you quoting Shakespeare? You He's <laughs> He's
6: good. Life <laughs> is a stage and we're just actors and making our entrances and
0: exits. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so, I mean, but we're so we've been here for so long we're very attached to our histories <laughs> we're very proud of the fact I've done this and I've done it. it's just all a bunch of hooey and when, you, when you finally you know that's what Krista says you're speaking like a learned person you're, l- you're lamenting who is not worthy of lamentation so anyway all these questions will be actually addressed in the succeeding verses from different angles. So we keep changing bodies, it's like we keep changing clothes and... So let's keep going here. And we're going to go till a little before 10.30. And we have to... Uh, Kirtanichva and I have to do a little something in the room. So where did we... Did, did you we finish start? the commentary? I don't think she did. Did you? Uh, yes, I did. Did you? Okay. We're gonna wait for Joanne to pass, yeah, pass. Next time you're gonna bring your. I'll bring my glasses next time. I'll be better prepared.
2: <laughs> As the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. A sober person is not bewildered by such a change. Don't
0: worry, Krishna is not a sexist. He's speaking to Arjuna, who's a, a guy. Mm-hmm. That's why he says boy. For this applies equally to girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> comments by Prabhu. in response to Arjuna's balking killing at killing Bhishma and Drona Krishna has assured Arjuna that Bhishma and Drona are both souls and cannot die death is simply a change of body every embodied soul must endure it Bhishma passed through the stages of boyhood then youth and now is an old man he has already changed bodies many t- times A wise man is not bewildered by the bodily changes, neither does he lament for them, because such lamentation is based on illusion. The history of Maharaj Yudhisthira provides a graphic example. After growing old, Maharaj... Oh, you're talking about Yayati. Oh, Maharaj Yayati, sorry. Maharaj Yayati provides a graphic example. Now, this is a
0: story from the ninth canon of the Bhagavatam. King Yayati he wanted to enjoy with his princess Devayani, but he was an old man. So he asked, uh, yeah, he asked five, he had five sons, and none of them would give them his youth. It would exchange their youth for his old age, understandably. (laughs) But there was one guy, Puru, who, uh, I just looked at this in the ninth canto, he said, it's because of the father that I have a body at all. I'm so grateful to you. Sure, whatever you want, dad. And so, uh, so Yati got Puru's youth. And he enjoyed with Deviani for many years. And then he was satisfied and he gave uh, Puru back his youth. <laughs> so, they could do stuff like that. They were mystics, you know, the mystic yogis. So that's, what's, that's who Yayati is.
2: Okay. After growing old, Maharaj Yayati traded his old age for his son's youth. Upon his obtaining a youthful body, no one lamented that the king had relinquished his old body. Rather, <laughs> everyone was happy. Here, Krishna asks Arjuna, Why lament if Bhishma and Drona take on new young bodies? Do not be be bewildered. Dearest Chacharana Vyati, a sober man is not bewildered by such a change. According to both Srila Bhishvanatha uh, Chakravati Thakur and Srila Bhavadeva Bhavadeva Arjuna agrees with Krishna that Bhishma and Drona would be better off in younger bodies. So Arjuna explains his reluctance to fight explains his reluctance to fight is due to his current relationship with them, which is based on their present bodies, and he will feel misery in their absence. Srila Vishvanatha Thakur comments. Okay, so this
0: is... When Bhorijan was compiling this study guide, he drew on Prabhupada, Vishwanath, and Baladev's commentary. So now he's actually giving Vishwanath more than a half page. So, uh, now this was written 17th century. So, uh... Let's hear how it reads in the translation. Go ahead.
2: By connection with the self, even one's now, body... this is...
0: One may, one may say... This is an this is a objection.
2: One may say, by connection with the self, even one's body becomes an object of affection. By a connection with one's body, one's children, siblings, and so on also become dear. So when they are destroyed, one naturally experiences unhappiness. This objection is answered by the verse beginning with... De-na. "dehina." Dehina. Dehinah. This verse... The jiva, who is the possessor of, the ba- of his body, the jiva means soul, for the record, reaches the stage of childhood. When, the boyhood, it, when that boyhood is then destroyed, he reaches youth, and when that, his youth is destroyed, he reaches old age. Destroyed being quotes. Yeah. In the same way, one attains another body. So just as one doesn't lament when his stages of childhood and youth have been destroyed, even though they are objects of his affection, similarly, one should not lament when his body is destroyed even though it is an object of affection because of its connection with the self. Someone may counterclaim that there is indeed unhappiness when one's youth is destroyed and when one reaches old age, but in response we can say that one rejoices when his childhood is destroyed and he reaches youth. Thus we should rejoice that Bishma, Drona, and others are going to receive new bodies after their old ones are destroyed. Or else we may say that just as one person in the same body achieves all stages beginning with childhood, similarly the jiva the same Jiva who possesses the bodies obtains a whole new, a whole series of bodies. Now Baladitani, I mean,
0: let's Baladev say something.
2: One may say, although the souls who are now conditioned by the bodies of Bhishma and so on are eternal, it is natural that there be sorrow upon the destruction of their bodies, which were the faculties for their enjoyment. Facilities. Facilities for their enjoyment. The answer is as follows: with the destruction of the descript- of the decrepit bodies of Bhishma and so on they are going to receive new bodies. That should be the cause of rejoicing, just as Yayati is regaining his youth. Text 14 is Krishna's reply to Arjuna's specific hesitancy.
0: Yeah, so um, these are the famous transmigration verses. And uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, when people die, like right now as we speak, there's hundreds, thousands of people in Washington honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the chief justice who just passed. Uh, because they liked her, uh, her jurisprudence, how she opened up things for ladies in, in society. And, and they're mourning her passing. Now, obviously, there's different kinds of mourners there. There's going to be some who understand that uh, because of her good life, she's probably going to have a better life in her next life. But there's some who probably have no idea of anything beyond the body. And and the the casket's there and it's got an American flag over it. They can't see the body. So, but the Gita gives us actual knowledge that, um, you know, these bodies we keep putting on and taking off even within one lifetime. I call it, what's that phrase I use? Intra within life, reincarnation. We're already experiencing reincarnation in one lifetime. People say, I don't believe in reincarnation, but I'm sorry, we're experiencing it right now. So, um, when you get this big picture, then you develop some sobriety. And it's not that, you know, somebody passes on, like we just had our bhakti true maharaj leave us from COVID, and everybody's very sad. That's natural. There's a grieving process. But then we don't let it overwhelm us. We know that Bhakti True Maharaj, he probably went to wherever Prabhupada was <laughs> because he was so dear to Prabhupada. Yeah. So we come in contact with the Gita and Krishna, we're getting the big, big, big picture. Okay, we'll do. Any questions about that? Your turn? Okay.
4: Um, 14, Kunti, the non permanent appearance of happiness and distress. And their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, O Sion O Bharata. And one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. What is the Sion? Hmm?
0: What is the Sion? Sion, descendant. You're the Sion of mm. your forebears. It also like, entails inheritance or some kind of. Is that spirit. another meaning? Inheritance?
6: Maybe. Uh-huh.
0: Oh. Don't look it up. You got a
6: Sorry, it sounds like a royal title like you
2: are the heir to the throne. Yeah. That's what I think that's why I thought actually.
0: Look it up. You got a dictionary on you.
2: Siri, no. what's the definition of scion? i It's S sign it's something?
6: sign an S, right? S C I O N.
2: Number two, number two, yeah. Is it number two? Says a descendant of a noble family. Descendant, yeah. okay.
6: Noble family, heir. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. Did you finish? Krishna
4: instructs Arjuna not to lament but to tolerate. Arjuna should not forsake his duty because of the temporary pains and pleasures that arise. Oh, that's nonsense. Oh,
0: yeah. In the course, mine says in the course of its performance, it doesn't have Okay, yeah, we're having little differences. So, yeah, boy, tolerance, patience, those are, <laughs> those are virtues. You know, we sp- people who are really and heavily, heavily, exclusively invested in the bodily concept of life, that's their whole mission. It's going to make everything as comfortable as possible. Because forget this pie in the sky when you die stuff, you know, religion or spirituality. But it's really, uh, Prabhupada would say things like, you can be comfortable, but don't be comfortable with the sacrifice of your spiritual life. Pursue spiritual life, and with spiritual life, there will be some tapasya involved, some, uh, some voluntary uh, trouble. Uh, and with that trouble, will actually elevate your consciousness. It will let you give you a higher perspective on life you won't just be always chasing the pleasures and pains of the body uh, yeah so right here Krishna's saying look, tolerate it these things come and they go and what's that saying in the material world uh, pain is mandatory but suffering is optional okay. it's how we respond to the suffering Bhaktivinoda Thakur says what is that stanza you liked which one?
5: Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. Made enough. Hmm? It's not money
5: made enough, right? There's um, joy and suffering. The, there's knowledge in both joy and suffering. Yeah. Uh, and your service, both are happiness or, or like equal. It's in this shared energy, so not money made enough. Yeah. I think
0: that rings a bell. Yeah. They're actually great teachers. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's
0: something
5: about we gain knowledge through both joy and suffering. Both mm-hmm. sorrow and uh, happiness are equal, uh, tre- equal to treasures?
0: Treasures, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have an important question for me that might not be time. just um, no, simple answer. So
3: you had said a while back that um, this battle of the of the bloodshed to be spilled would be for the good of the, the world, the world, but I don't see that it was for the good of the world, and I would think that it's for t- to the point of surrender, like without attachment to the outcome whatsoever. This world is a material place, and we're not invested so much in its goodness or yeah, its good question. badness.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Krishna did speak the Gita on the eve of the battle, which is the highest uh, wisdom. It's the essence of all Vedic wisdom, at the same time, even though this world is temporary, one of Krishna's names is Janardhan, which is, he, he's the maintainer. So this world, compared to the unlimited spiritual sky, is just like a cloud, or like in one corner of the society, there's a prison, right? So he, Krishna cares about the maintenance of the prison. He wants to see that it's well-maintained, he wants to see that demons are not in charge. Can you imagine if… and sometimes this happens. Uh, prisoners, there's an uprising and they take over, and then all and everybody's terrorized, because the, the gangsters are in charge of the well, prison. Isn't that where we are? Well, sure, okay, that's true in one sense, but still Krishna… that's why Krishna sent the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> okay,
3: that helps
0: me. Yeah. Uh, but I
3: still don't think that our surrender is based on. I mean, I, I think that the more we move towards tapas and austerities and their situation being sannyas, it's just the surrender is what's important. Uh, yeah. Not the reason for the surrender. Mm-hmm.
0: The reason? Or for maybe I, th-
3: I shouldn't use the word reason. Are you referring
4: to how Arjun was doing his duty? That was that was the reason, was because he was
3: surrendering... No, to I the, was talking... I was addressing Sureshwar's comment it was for the good of the world. Oh.
0: The because world. Krishna wanted to see the good guys rule because when the good guys are charged, then they uplift everybody. Their The ship of state is guided by a transcendent star. It's not just guided by economics or short-term gain or, you know, is what's going on now. Exploiting. So, uh, Krishna... He likes when the devotees is in charge, so that everybody is uplifted and benefited. And in that way, everybody will make progress.
3: I'm not going to do see the but okay, I'm going to leave it.
0: Well, no, but well, you know, because we're, we're living in such a topsy-turvy time, it's hard to imagine a head of state who actually has everybody's spiritual progress, <laughs> you know, in, in the... Well, I think fortunate. that
3: like that, it's such a small Lila, though. Also, like this t- time is obviously time is eternal, right? There's yeah. no beginning, there is no end. So this is just a short story of when the demons took charge. We may not live to see it right itself, and it might not right itself until the end of the Kali Yuga. Yeah, in
0: any in any condition, you're right. <coughs> we have to make the best use of a bad bargain. But Krishna, he's out for it. He's he's on our side. He's on our side. He's <laughs> out. He's. A, Everybody, even <laughs> even if we fall in the body of an Adolf Hitler, right? Or like I always tell you that you know my ancestor was John Wilkes Booth, all right? Yeah, well, that's true. So is, according to my mother. So was <laughs> yeah, so my really? John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Huh, so Elijah and I are descendants of so right, assassins. Yeah. Sign you know. Oh, sign oh, of, sign of yeah, assassin of murder. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, um, why did, did I bring that up? Oh, yeah. So, but even if, we're, if we fall into those kinds of bodies, we're part and parcel of Krishna. Krishna wants, she wants to help us somehow to get out of that. You know, we're all dear to Krishna, ultimately, even when we fall into the, the abyss of the, the worst modes. So, he wants the society to be uplifted as much as possible.
2: Last, last comment for me is that, that, that point you made right there is that even an Adolf Hitler or a Joseph Stalin, like that's I guess this is more of a later comes later in the Gita, but that's the vision that we're all trying to cultivate is that we see even you know, Krishna says the person sees the, the elephant, the dog and the dog eater equally as mm-hmm. parts and parcels of Krishna. Right. So though though we may have to act accordingly like if someone is a murderer, they may have to be punished. Right. But we don't hate them because we understand their actual, that they themselves, their actual position is as a loving servant and, and they're very dear to God. Yes. And that they're eternal and that this body in their karma has manifested a really horrible circumstance mm. where they're, they've been forced to do horrible things. But we know that's not them. I think like that's demonstrated in the Ramayana, I think when, when Ravana was killed, Ram asked, you know, Ram said, give this man his last rites. Mm. And the, the priests were like, why? He's a, he's a demon. He's done all these horrible things. He kidnapped your wife. He's you know he's done all these horrible things. And Ram said that the only difference between us, the real uh, conflict between us is just on the material platform. Because Ram being Krishna yeah. saw that everybody even the demon is part and parcel part of, him. of him. So that's why he talks about that in the Gita and, and well, times. Sin. Sin. Yes, exactly. In Bhagavatam a lot that Krishna he, he's equal to the demons and the but he has to kill he kills the demons but
0: he doesn't have any like hate for them that's right so hate we're trying
2: to cultivate business, yeah. that vision thank you so we're going to pick yeah. up we, we got about halfway through a little less so we're going to pick up with 15 next time I was surprised to do that far. do you think yeah <laughs> so